0: All right, we're looking uh, at the uh, 14th verse of the 13th chapter of Proverbs, and the Bible says, The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The meaning here seems to be that uh, the person that will listen to the advice of the wise person, uh, and of course the Bible is filled with wisdom, uh, it'll be a fountain of life, your life will be blessed, a fountain puts forth water, uh, and it's likened to a, a, a life that, uh, you know, is put forth, uh, and it's saying here that if we'll listen to the law of the wise, um, if we'll practice uh, what the wise has told us, the wise being a person, God, God's word, uh, then we will, uh, it'll be a fountain of life, not a fountain of death. Uh, But to depart from, uh, but it says to depart from the snares of death. Uh, So we'll not be snared by uh, spiritual death if we take the wise words that God has given us here in his word. uh, Then we'll be blessed. Uh, Verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. Uh, which is saying that uh, a person uh, that has a good understanding with whatever it is that uh, another person or with the Lord or whatever, uh, he'll have a favor of that person because there's a good understanding between them, all right? So uh, a good understanding here is is seen to be uh, seen to be seen to be something that is very um, important. But a person that transgresses or breaks the law, um, the, the way his way is very hard, according to uh, this verse. A person of good understanding is a person that hears the other person and they're a gracious person. Uh, but a, a person that is not of good understanding uh, will sin, and it'll c- produce troubles and grief and and trials um and and the ungodly here depicted as uh, the transgressor uh, will have a difficult time in life uh, the transgressor it's hard life's hard enough without transgressing god's law and uh, we should be aware of that every prudent man every sensible man dealeth with knowledge <clears throat> but a fool layeth open his folly so uh, a prudent person a person that's sensible Uh, they will, uh, they know how to deal with things in life. Uh, They take time to not only learn something, but to find out how they can uh, use it in their everyday life. And, uh, but a fool, they don't take time to learn anything. I mean, it's just a fool goes on, his own merry way, maybe thinking, well, I'm just going to party, have a good time in life and whatever. Well, that don't last very long because the money runs out, but a, but a prudent person isn't like that. They have more sense in that. Uh, verse 17, uh, a wicked messenger falleth into mischief, uh, but a faithful ambassador is health. So uh, the point I think here is that uh, a wicked messenger is someone that will get himself in trouble or herself in trouble uh, because they just kind of, you know, go on their merry way of leading a foolish life, making foolish decisions. But a person that is faithful, uh, here it says uh, a faithful ambassador is health. Well, they'll, they'll have God's favor and God's blessings. It'll be health, not only physically, uh, they'll be in better health, but spiritually as well. Of verse eighteen, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Well, he sows uh, he sows to the flesh, uh, and uh, they're going to reap poverty and shame. Uh, instead of having a good reputation, they'll have a bad reputation. Uh, to him that refuseth instruction, no one no one's going to tell me what to do. Well, that person is going to uh, reap what they have sown. Now, the Bible says. But he that regardeth reproof, that'll take instruction, uh, he'll be honored. His life will be a life of uh, good reputation. People will honor him, uh, believe in him or believe in her uh, because uh, they've been willing to learn. They're teachable. Verse 19, the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. You know, when you accomplish something, you set out a goal to accomplish, and you accomplish it. It's always a blessing. It makes you feel good. It's sweet to the soul. But is an but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. Um, fools just have a hard time uh, not doing something wrong in their life. Excuse me. Uh, they. Uh, it seems like that they're kind of. Uh, they got this kind of mindset that they've got the freedom to do evil, so that seems to be a good thing to them, which is foolish. But that that seems to be what uh, the Bible is teaching here. It is an abomination to fools. In other words, it's it's something that they really hate uh, to depart from evil. They think there's some kind of freedom in evil uh, or good that will come out of evil. Well, it doesn't. Verse 20. And here's a great verse that uh, we should relate to all of our young people. If you have children still at home, you should get them to memorize this verse because if they will memorize it, uh, they will be able to put it into practice sometime in their lives, and especially while they're young. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. So if you want to be a wise person, you hang out with wise people and listen to what they talk about, what they, you know, uh, what they discuss, uh, he that walketh, or walketh means he that spends time with a wise man will be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. A person that just hangs around fools that are always getting into trouble and, and uh, whatever. Well, uh, they're going to get into trouble too. Uh, because they're hanging out with the, these fools now, People will think they're a fool Because they're hanging out with these fools So you've got your choice of either uh, As young people say Hanging out with wise Other, other uh, young people who are wise Or you can hang out with Other young people that are foolish Because you'll be You will be identified With the group you hang out with Verse 21 Evil pursueth sinners Sure it does it pursues them. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. You, there's always a, uh, a blessing, a reward for doing good. Uh, it's a good reward. Now, those that do evil, they'll get a reward all right, but it won't be a good reward. Uh, and then verse 22, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, which is, means his grandchildren. And uh, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, let's deal with the first part of this first, verse 22. Uh, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. The best inheritance you can leave to your children or your grandchildren and even your great-grandchildren and on down the line is a godly uh, legacy. Uh, start uh, a legacy. Uh, If you're a young person and you've gotten married and you've got some little children, why don't you and your wife make up your mind, you are going to uh, live a Christian life in front of these children. And what will happen is when you do that, you establish a godly legacy. It'll pass on to your children. When they become parents, they'll reproduce it in their children and then on down the line. Uh, that's more valuable to them than leaving millions of dollars. Uh, and uh, then the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just is simply saying that uh, the sinner thinks that, you know, they're, they're going to really uh, do something with what they have gained, their wealth that they have gained, but actually it's laid up, God says, uh, for the just. Uh, So uh, that simply means the sinners, the things the sinners have accumulated will be enjoyed by the saints of God and by the just. Verse 23, much food is in the tillage of the poor, uh, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment. Now, uh, what's it talking about here? Well, it seems that God is saying that uh, uh, that a poor person does not always make good judgments and because of their bad judgments in regards to things, they they never profit. Uh, we know that God created the earth as it is and there's potential for, uh, for blessings from God uh, to the poor man or to the rich man, but if a person doesn't realize you've got to sow the seed, you've got to till it, you've got to you know, harvest it and whatever, uh, a person that doesn't do that, uh, even though there's potential for prosperity, they never realize that prosperity. Uh, and uh, verse 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him, chasteneth him betimes. Now remember the Bible uh, says that we should train up a child in the way that he should go. Um, I think that if you have taken this verse to heart and realize that it's not talking about child abuse, but it's talking about uh, a person using discipline to correct their child. Uh, and they're doing that because they love the child. They want the child to do right. God chastens us, his children, uh, and the Bible says if you be without chastisement, then are you illegitimate children. You're you're bastards. That's what the Bible says, and uh, same thing is true. Uh, God doesn't spare his rod on his children when they do wrong, and neither should we spare the rod on our children son our daughter but we we need to do it in the early stages of life if you wait until they are a teenager you're going to breed resentment you're going to provoke them to wrath so that's why the bible says train up a child in the way they should go correct them while they're little and remember to always balance it with with commendation and uh with uh, compliments uh, you're a good boy. I sure thank you for being a, a good boy or a good son, a good daughter. And you balance that out. The end result will be you will have a, a good, uh, you'll raise a good adult, put it that way. Uh, but if you don't use the the rod, uh, if you do not use correction, uh, then according to the Bible, uh, you hate your your child. I didn't write that. That's what God's word says. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. Does that really mean he hates him? Well, it surely doesn't mean he loves him because God uh, chastises those whom he loves. And so we as parents in authority over our children should chastise those whom we love when they do wrong. Uh, But he that loveth him will chasten him betimes. In other words, he will chasten him uh, when he does wrong, be consistent in the uh, discipline and correction of the child. But again, I can't over uh, I can't overplay this idea of balancing love with correction. Both should be expressed by uh, parents. Verse 25: The righteous eateth to the satisfying of the soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want which is simply saying a person that lives a righteous life will enjoy the uh, rewards of living a righteous life. And those that live a wicked life, uh, they will not uh, enjoy the blessings. They will want, the Bible says, but, um, but the belly of the wicked shall want. They'll not have uh, God's approval and they'll not have joy and peace and all that God can give them if they will uh, live a righteous life before the Lord. All right, that ends chapter 13. We'll look at chapter 14 in the next session.